Know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And it is time for us, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in studio. Jeff Smith, live from the confines of the golf cave at Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. Uh, will be joining us on and off throughout the uh, morning this morning or the day today. You know where you are and what time it is. We've got basically a few things we're going to talk about this morning that um, are going to affect your ego. Uh, one would be we're going to talk with Gavin Deere, a wonderful Scotchman from Scotland uh, who actually has a Scottish accent, no less. Uh, and he's also from Shot Scope, and I have a new V3 um, GPS watch that also tracks your shots very easily. I mean, it's it's artificial intelligence, which sometimes beats regular intelligence. I mean, it's great stuff. But you're going to learn, for the most part, probably that your seven iron doesn't go 150 yards. It's not your 150 club like you thought all these years. We're also going to be talking with Pete Charleston from Golf Logics, and it's a back to the future event for them because you know there have been the high tech digitized uh, company that that's put out apps for your phone where you can read greens and you can get GPS yardages and then and all that, and now they are printing green books, bona fide, just like the pros use green books with heat maps and uh, slopes contours the whole nine yards yeah once you get this in your hand and play your favorite course with it you're gonna go oh that's why i never could make that putt hmm and last but not least we are going to tell you more about wedges than you ever cared to know terry kaler he is with edison wedges in fact he is edison wedges He's designed wedges for the last 50 years and has come to the realization that really wedge design hasn't changed in 50 years until now with the Edison wedges and his designs. And he is going to explain to you in great detail exactly why they're different, what his thought processes are, who they're being designed for, how they're going to work better for you, and all of that kind of stuff. It's going to get to the point where you're going to have a shot. You're going to pull your wedge out after you hear this interview and you're going to go, why bother? Yeah, like you need more frustration in your life. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up. Jeff will join us in a minute, too, right here on Those Weekend Golf Guys. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. And you want to make us real happy, just go there and interact with us. Facebook.com slash golfguys. When you start your hiring process, you may have questions. Will you find good applicants to choose from? What about education and experience? And how will you know you've made the right hire? Indeed is here to help. Millions of great candidates use Indeed every day to find their next opportunity. You can post a job in minutes and use screener questions to help create your short list of applicants fast. Also, add skills tests to your job post so you can be confident in your applicants' abilities. Their library of more than 50 skills tests range from industry-specific skills like accounting to general aptitude tests like critical thinking. Indeed gives you the smart tools to make hiring decisions quickly and to be confident that you're making the right hire for your team. Post your job today at Indeed.com weekend and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. That's Indeed.com weekend. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Offer valid through September 30th, 2020. 
stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In the age of COVID-19 restrictions, it is harder than ever for a guy in business to make a good first impression. Business cards are great, but you can't shove one through a phone. What do you do? Well, you need a digital business card. That's what you need to do, and I've got one. <laughs> Check mine out. Go to thebusinessgolfcourse.com. See what our go cards are like. They are absolutely phenomenal way to do business in this day and age. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Go there now. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Hey, thanks for hanging. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in studio. Jeff Smith has uh, had to leave us temporarily to go actually teach somebody how to play golf. But that's what happens when you're the number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana. You actually have to work for a living. Um, we have with us online Gavin Deer from ShotScope. And Gavin, want to say hi and thanks for spending some time with us here on those weekend golf guys. How you doing, sir? Yeah, very good. Thanks, thanks for having me on. As your listeners will probably hear, I'm from Scotland, so uh-huh. try and speak slowly, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> we we appreciate that. <laughs> Being from Scotland, you guys like take ownership of the game. It's, it's interesting because obviously every village has a golf course, mm-hmm. and when you grow up, invariably you learn to sort of play golf you may have lost that by leaving and going to university etc but there's something to do with it's a working man's sport here and mm-hmm. you know it's junior memberships might be 50 bucks for the year and you yep. would get dropped off and play in the summer so the tourist board will call us the home of golf i think we think of it as something that pretty much everyone here has had some type of involvement with the game shot scope what is it officially we are a company that produces GPS watches, but you know we're known for performance tracking. So we've mm-hmm. taken those two segments and put them together. So um, V3 is our flagship product, right. and it's uh, both a GPS watch and a performance tracker at the same time. The performance tracking, I have not yet used that part of it. Because to be honest with you, my, I don't know if my ego will be ready for it or not. You know, <laughs> that's the, the one thing you got to watch out for. How does it work? Because I've seen, I've seen performance tracking things where you've got the little sensor you put on the end of your club and then you have to like rub it across something you wear on your belt to, to register it. How does that whole registration thing work? How does the watch know or the, yes. the, the app know what clubs you're using? We ask the golfer to put small tags in the end of their clubs. Mm-hmm. There's no batteries in there, so they're light. They don't affect anything. Right. And then what happens is the watch actually has the technology inside the strap, and it senses the tag during the swing. Ah, okay. And we work out, have you taken two practice swings? Have you a a six iron, and then you change to a seven iron? We do all of that in the background, and we effectively allow you just to play your game. Don't think about that stuff. Mm -hmm. Just enjoy yourself. And then after the round, you can upload all the data to the app, and your round will appear, and it will show you overviews and all your data. So you'll know that your 7-iron really is is not your 160-yard club. It's your 140-yard club, right? Yes, and that, <laughs> and that's how you play better golf, and you yeah. take money off your friends. Yeah, yeah, you just lose that, the that, ego. Yeah. It, it's very simple to use. Um, the key for us, obviously, being in Scotland, we like to play pretty quickly. I think that's 
mm-hmm. one of the main issues with golf around the world, slow play. Right. So we don't we never wanted a product that the golfer was going to have to pull out phones, look at information. It would obstruct the way they play. Right. With with the V three you can just play as quick as you can. Just do it. Yep. Are you guys primarily golfers or computer guys or how do you mix mix those two, man? We're we're a split. So we're um we're a team of sixteen. There's nine or ten golfers. Mm-hmm. Um and they're sort of six out and out techies. Okay. Um would be the best way. And they, they they wouldn't have a problem with me saying that. And and so yeah, it, it's a it's a funny mix. You know, night outs. We used to do driving range nights, so I I used to go and teach teach everyone, and they would give it a bash, and they're constantly asking questions about golf and what does this mean? You know, I, I'm building an app, I'm building a page, and you know, in the old days, it was what's a par, what's a birdie, what's a double. <laughs> you know, so you're explaining things like that. They now have a good grasp of it, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting mix. Yeah, because you still you still have to really understand the game in order to be able to to create something practical like like you have with the V3. Yes. The other side of that is what I would say is our 10 golfers, we have, you know, I used to play on tour. And oh, we've okay. got a couple of golfers that are plus golfers. Mm-hmm. But we've also got golfers who play once a week and play off 25. You need that sort of range to have the perspective of, sure. okay, does this stat make sense to you? Does it make sense to someone else? Right. The the recreational golfer doesn't care about all of the subtle nuances that a, that a, a tour player would, would need to know. You know. Correct. And and so there's different levels of education. And we, we want to, A, give somebody the information that they want. If they want to take it to the furthest point, we'll allow them to do that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Someone that says, I want to know how far I hit the club. Right. And I want to know how many greens I hit. Yeah. We'll show them, we'll make that really easy for them to find. <laughs> I have played with some apps similar and they have an attitude. When you're done and you push the button to, to end the round or to save it, it comes up and says, Do you really want to save this round? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing is, you know, we were talking earlier. It's, it's it's tough, you know, that there is nowhere to hide when you capture your performance data. Mm-hmm. But we do about three to 400,000 shots a day. So, you know, worldwide, mm-hmm. you're, you're talking serious amount of data. And our guys improve first 25 rounds, two and a half shots a round. So there's tangible improvements there yeah. by just knowing how far I hit the club. and By leaving your ego uh, aside... And actually, yeah. you know, like I, I hit, I have a brand new driver and on a, you know, downhill hole with the wind at my back, I hit a 270 yard drive. You know, as I tell people, I can get the senior discount at McDonald's. I'm not supposed to hit it 270, but I'm not going around now saying 270 is what I hit it because I know yeah. that that was just a total freak accident. Everything happened to work perfectly well that way. My average is much less than that. And and once you get over, like you said, the whole ego thing and you know what you can do, then you're going to come up short less often and be more accurate more often. Correct. I, and and to be honest, as much as I say I used to play a bit on tour, I've got a small kid. I play once every two to three weeks if I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. So I'm very much a recreational golfer these days. When I step onto a golf course, I want to play as well as I can, sure. but I know I haven't spent the last seven days hitting balls at the range and practicing. Yeah. So using the data actually allows me to cheat a little bit on mm-hmm. knowing, okay, 
I know my distance is a bit more than the other people I'm playing with. I know I should be looking at the back yardage on the watch because most likely I'll mishit it slightly and it'll end up in the middle of the green, rather middle and ending up short and the dangers at, at the front. And, and so it's just being a little bit smarter. You don't need to be a lot smarter, right. just a little bit smarter than the guys you're playing with. Yeah, I tell the guys I play with, because, you know, we know each other's game pretty well. And the guy says, what do you think I should shoot here? And I said, take the club you think you should shoot and then go one higher. Yes. You know, if you think you're going to hit a seven, hit a six. But anyhow, Gavin Deere with uh, ShotScope. Man, it's the, the V3, does that mean it's the, the third iteration yes. of the product? Yes, it is. Yes. It's, it's great. And the thing I really love about it, because I saw it, I don't usually play with a watch on. And I'm like, oh, I don't want no. this this weight on my wrist. But it, it, it's light as a feather, man. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. So... We hear that a lot in in the North America. Mm-hmm. I, I don't play with a watch. Um, bizarrely, in the UK, avid golfers' watch use is about seventy five percent. Really? Okay. Whereas in the US, it's about forty. But it's growing really quickly, and it's growing really quickly because they're so easy to use. And V three weighs forty grams. Okay. You you you'll not find another watch that weighs forty grams. No, and it you know, does. Whether it keeps, it be for golf or anything else, and it keeps perfect time too when you're not on the course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's becoming much more popular in the US. Watch mm-hmm. use, right? It's, it is simpler, I think, as golf courses drop GPS carts and having it, having some type of distance device is like having a driver. You you need it to play golf. Yeah, definitely. You know, you're lost. So we manage our own course mapping database. So. If somebody ever says, here's the top course in Indiana, it's got new bunkers on the 18th hole, mm-hmm. shoot us an email. We can sort that in a couple of days and get you the, those distances. Fantastic. So, um, you know, there's there's things that are quite cool, and you know, in the technology that golfers don't see, but, you know, it, yeah. it makes a big difference. Yeah. It, very good golfers teamed up with computer geeks, and you get all of this great stuff that's going to help you play golf. Uh, Gavin, dear... ShotScope, we like to call this the shameless self-promotion portion. So how do people who are listening now figure out more about uh, what you've got and how yeah. to get a hold of one? So if you go to ShotScope.com, you can find out more information on the product. We launched it on the 6th of July. We are pretty much sold out worldwide. Wow. So if you really want to buy one, um, Dick Sporting Goods and Golf Galaxy will have some black, red, and teal strapped units okay. in the next week or two. Fantastic. And that's about the only place in the world you'll get them. And you can also like buy extra bands and make them color coordinated to all of your outfits. Yeah, yeah, you can you can do all sorts of replaceable strap. I like yeah. the black one. It suits my mood when my round is over. Dear <laughs> <laughs> shot scope. Do appreciate your time with us here on those weekend golf guys. When you start your hiring process, you may have questions. Will you find good applicants to choose from? What about education and experience? And how will you know you've made the right hire? Indeed is here to help. Millions of great candidates use Indeed every day to find their next opportunity. You can post a job in minutes and use screener questions to help create your short list of applicants fast. Also, add skills tests to your job post so you can be confident in your applicants' abilities. Their library of more than 50 skills tests range from industry-specific skills like accounting to general aptitude tests like critical thinking. Indeed gives you the smart tools 
to make hiring decisions quickly, and to be confident that you're making the right hire for your team. Post your job today at Indeed.com weekend and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. That's Indeed.com weekend. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Offer valid through September 30th, 2020. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas, and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Grab your peanuts, grab your popcorn, sit back, relax. Baseball is back. There is plenty of action to be had from the comfort of your own home. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a shot to play risk-free for hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy baseball is easy to play. You just pick 10 players, you stay under the salary cap, and you pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> baseball knowledge. Say, I ain't got it. Well, if baseball isn't for you, don't worry, because DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this weekend's tournament, too. With millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. So download the DraftKings app right now and use the promo code WEEKEND to get a free shot at a share of the millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Promo code WEEKEND to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In the age of COVID-19 restrictions, it is harder than ever for a guy in business to make a good first impression. Business cards are great, but you can't shove one through a phone. What do you do? Well, you need a digital business card. That's what you need to do, and I've got one. <laughs> Check mine out. Go to thebusinessgolfcourse.com. See what our Go cards are like. They are absolutely phenomenal way to do business in this day and age. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Go there now. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. Hey, thanks for hanging and coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave at Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. And well ensconced in his his office in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, in the Phoenix area from Golf Logics, Pete Charleston. Pete, welcome back to those weekend golf guys. It's been a while. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me back on. And thanks for sending me those uh, the 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 green books or the course books or whatever it is you officially call them. My question yeah. is: Isn't this kind of like a Back to the Future thing? <laughs> yeah, it's a it is a Back to the Future thing. It's like uh, modern technology meets traditional golf. Yeah. Right. I mean, people have been sketching out green diagrams and arrows and stuff since the beginning of of time, and we figured out how to digitize it and, and, and throw it back to, to the golfers out there. It's remarkable to walk up to a green on a golf course that you've played forever and you go, oh, that's why I can never sink that putt. <laughs> <laughs> you know? it's, it's the beauty of what architects can do to your brain, right? <laughs> I mean, yes, uh, the, the green, it, it just looks like it's going downhill and to the right or they, oh, they say it always breaks towards the valley, whatever it is. Right. But the reality is it isn't until it doesn't. And the architect can, when they built it, they can tilt that green and make your eyes look like, oh, I got this. And then, 
every single time you miss. But the green books, they tell you, they show you exactly yeah. what the ball is going to do. And you have to be able to believe it because my group that we play golf with often re refer to them as optical delusions. Yep. A lot of times when you look and you go, that's going to break, you know, way to the left. And then you hit it and it breaks way to the right. And you go, wait a minute. <laughs> how did that happen? And then you, you look at it from another angle and you go, oh, that's how it happened. But still, visually, none of us recreational golfers, I, I think, have the acumen to be able to look at a green and know where it's going to go. Jeff, of course, he's poo-pooing all of this because right. – Oh, of course I am. He can read, a, yeah. he can read a green I like – like, I'm not one of those guys. Uh, I didn't grow up playing golf and picked it up later. And, and uh, you know, what I've found is that I just don't read greens well. Yeah. But when I'm fortunate enough to play with a caddy oh, yeah. uh, and the caddy's behind me, mm -hmm. oh, man, hey, put the ball right here. Yeah. Well, I was a basketball player in college. I mean, it's just like a jump shot. I'm like, oh, that's easy. Just hit it right there. I could do that. Yeah. I, I can't read greens. It's so hard. It Knowing where to putt is like, you know, 90% of the whole putting routine. Because, like I said, for, for recreational golfers, man, it is just so difficult to read a green. If it wasn't so difficult to read a green, Jeff, you wouldn't get people coming out to your how to read a green seminars. You're right. I, I wouldn't get them out here because they'd, they'd realize that not everything breaks toward the, uh, toward the stratosphere. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's just, it's just so refreshing to be able to look at this. Now, we have seen people come and people go with, in fact, we talked to you a couple of years ago about a way to read a green with a cell phone. Right. That was a little bit too involved to actually, I imagine it just took too much time, didn't it? Well, it's, it's done really well. But we, we identified there's really two different types of golfers, right? One, you know, more embrace, uh, you know, technology, like a handheld technology. Right. Um, and then there's ones that want to be a little more traditional. And the, the putting, and we still have it, and it's really doing well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Golf Logics, you know, the app, it, it allows you to get your putt read out there. But the only drawback is you have to take your phone on the green. Right. Now, we've got it down, and you get good at it. It's really quick. But you still have to take your phone on the green. Right. So. We created, we actually went backwards in technology, like you said. We went mm -hmm. back to the future and we, we created, uh, we went from a software company to actually a, a hard, good, custom green contour book that we provide. And now someone can, it's in their back pocket. And anytime they need help on a putt read, they just pull it out, flip to the page. God, there it is. My yep. goodness, I read that completely wrong. In fact, you still got to putt the ball. It doesn't well, help yeah. when you're putting, so they still need lessons. Exactly but, right. But at least yeah. it gives you good, a, a better idea of where to start it. At least, right. uh, still doesn't, well, it, it can help with the speed control and everything because it lets you know the topography, if it's downhill or uphill or how severely it is and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, the way you do it too, I mean, you can carry it, but it does have the entire, the entire hole, uh, right. on the page. So you can, you can plan where you want to shoot for, you know, how far away you are and you can plan where you want to land on the green. You can do what the pros do. You can know what that topography of the green is before you get there, which is important on, on the uh, approach shot. Right. Right. Like everybody forgets, you know, they look at the pin, they, they grab their laser and they shoot for the pin and like, I'm going right at it. Well, if someone would take two seconds to open up the book and, and we have this, this heat map, which highlights the slope areas in red and then it goes down in red, orange, yellow, and mm -hmm. it goes into green, blue, white, right? Well, the pins are generally in more of the green, blue, white because, you know, you can't have a pin in a really slopey area. But you look at where the pin is, and sometimes you just, I don't care how good you are, you shouldn't be going for the pin. You try to aim, and this is what the pros will tell you, you want the straightest, flattest putt, mm -hmm. right? It may be a little bit longer, but you have a better chance of making a straight, flat putt than you do, 
you know, some downhill snake, you know, right. even though it's eight feet, you know, the odds <laughs> that you, you, you're probably going to three putt it. So at least a lot of, yeah, right, a lot of helpful information. Yeah. And I know Jeff, you're, you're a proponent of not aiming at the pin for that very same reason. Uh, yeah, because there's a whole lot better places to aim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, how many putts realistically in the golf world, when somebody goes out and plays 18 holes of golf, how many putts realistically are actually going to be straight? I contend that there might be one if they're lucky. Yep. So having said that, John, how dumb do you have to be to aim it at the center of the hole? To quote you, you have to be dumb. <laughs> dumb. There's a lot of use in there. A lot dumb. of use in there. <laughs> and, you know, you get, you get yourself a, a green book for your golf course, and all of a sudden you can see that, and then you go – Okay, yeah, so there is going to be some here. Yeah. And then you start to realize it, you know? It's it's yeah. amazing to me what happens when people get just enough information to be dangerous. I was going to say a plug on to what 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 Jeff said about the straight putts. The beauty of this green contour book is that when you get up to the green, the holy grail of this green book now is on that heat map when you walk up and stand behind your ball and you orient yourself and you're like, "Okay, I'm here. Oh yeah, cups here. Oh boy, my ball is in like a bluer white and the cup is in a bluer white area." If that happens, which as Jeff doesn't happen <laughs> right. all that often, but when it does, the confidence level should shoot to the moon because this putt is straight. Worst mm-hmm. case scenario, it's inside the hole. So right. you, you don't even have to factor the break into it. You just have to like pick your line or however you line up yourself. Yep. God, I, I don't see straight putts ever. I'm I like in my mind, I just have every putt has to break. Yeah. So when you actually see this <laughs> in this area, you're like, oh boy, I'm going right at the cup. <laughs> And like I said at the beginning, man, if you get one for a course that you play often, which which happened with me, you look and and now you can understand why it's been so hard to sink the putts because we just don't see things the way they're designed half the time. I don't know. Like I said, optical delusions. You just realize suddenly that you don't notice that subtle nuance that's going to make you miss left or miss right, which you always do every time you putt this green, no matter how many times you play this course. I took one and uh, and gave it to the pro at the course because they didn't have any there. And I said, have you ever seen this? And he went, no. And then he started looking through it and he went, oh, my God, this is fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) And and he said, can I keep this? And I was like, yeah, sure. Take it. I've got plenty. They'll make more. I was going to say, we need to get you another one. (laughs) You you very uh, very generously sent me four the first time. I appreciate oh, good. it. Okay. See now I had to share it with my foursome, and it didn't give me the leg up I was hoping for, man. You know. Right. And again, for recreational golfers, man, is even even when you're chipping, it's nice to know where that ball is going to go so you can aim better. Well, I, what's interesting is with respect to chipping, uh, definitely pitching, but chipping as well. Most people stand up line amateurs, they line up and they want to, they look at the pin mm-hmm. and they're chipping at the pin. Mm-hmm. Well, good Lord. They, they forget all about this. They're, they're so concerned with, with trying to chip the right distance. They forget the fact that this putt breaks six feet from right to left, <laughs> yeah. but they're going right at the pin. And then the, now the ball rolls and they actually hit a good chip and the ball rolls off the green with looking at the green book. You know, you see it like it's so obvious that the putt, you see these arrows big, huge, easy-to-read arrows that anybody, even with glasses, I mean, I'm 51, so starting to lose my short, you know, close-up view, but yeah. we made an arrow super big. You can see arrows pointing to the left, balls going to the left. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and now all of a sudden, you're in a good position. Builds your confidence, lowers your frustration. 
And you've oh. got them available for almost every golf course in the country, don't you? Yeah, we've got about 14,000 courses done. We've been working on it for, you know, five years. We've been cranking away and you, know, you can go to golflogix.com, L-O-G-I-X.com and type your course name in. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we have it, you, you're able to buy it right there for, for $40 or please go in and tell your golf course. Uh, you know, we would rather sell them through the pro shop. Right. Um, that's what, that's how we're going to do really, really well getting the golf courses to stock them super minimum order for the golf courses. And then now they're right there in the counter and everybody yeah. can buy them. And it becomes, uh, you know, just a, oh, while I'm here, I'll pick one of these up, make it that much easier for everybody. Yeah. I love the fact, you know what you brought that's up a, that was pretty cool. Was that? Is that you played your home course, right? Mm-hmm. This is the course you play all the time. And yeah. I get this as an objection. Oh, I'm not going to need it. I play this course all the time. You don't know what you you don't know, right? right. And now all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah. my, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's not, you it's know, not it, just the course you're going to play on a, on vacation. It's it's your home course. That's right. If you sh- if you shoot par under par on your home course every time you play it, then maybe you don't need to book. But most of us yeah. don't and do. That's it. I would contend that you need it more on your home course because yep. you're going to make more money off it when your buddies <laughs> don't have that information and you do. You want to talk about a serious investment. How many things in golf right now could you spend uh, a measly 40 bucks on and that would actually make you more money than what you spent on it in the first bet? How, how realistically, yeah, how this, many things are going to happen like that? This is about it. I call it the best piece of equipment you can buy in 2020, right? I mean, (laughs) what can you buy for 40 bucks that Uh, is actually really going to help you out on the golf course? This is it. Golflogics, L-O-G-I-X dot com. If you get the book for Weisinger Hills Golf Course, which is a city-owned golf course in Shelbyville, Kentucky, I'm sure you've got the, the course book for basically everybody's home course. So I wouldn't worry about it. Just if we don't there. have it, you can request it. That's it, exactly. And um, Pete, again, thanks for spending some time with us here on those weekend golf guys. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. When you start your hiring process, you may have questions. Will you find good applicants to choose from? What about education and experience? And how will you know you've made the right hire? Indeed is here to help. Millions of great candidates use Indeed every day to find their next opportunity. You can post a job in minutes and use screener questions to help create your short list of applicants fast. Also, add skills tests to your job posts so you can be confident in your applicants' abilities. Their library of more than 50 skills tests range from industry-specific skills like accounting to general aptitude tests like critical thinking. Indeed gives you the smart tools to make hiring decisions quickly and to be confident that you're making the right hire for your team. Post your job today at Indeed.com weekend and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. That's Indeed.com weekend. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Offer valid through September 30th, 2020. And thanks for hanging and coming back. We are Those Weekend Golf Guys. I am John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave, Edinburgh, Indiana, at the Timbergate Golf Course. And we have with us Terry Kaler from Edison Wedges. And Terry, first off, I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for spending some time with us. And and we have a natural affinity because we are proud to say that we're probably one of the few, if not the only, golf talk show that really doesn't care about the PGA Tour. You're the same way with the designing of your wedges. 
You design wedges for the average golfer. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, the tour guys have some brilliant minds working with them and their wedges. And Roger Cleveland, I've known for about 35, 40 years. Bob Oki, a master, Aaron Dill that works with them at Titleist, Mike Taylor up in Fort Worth. There's some really talented people to work with these guys. But mm-hmm. my approach to wedges has always been, what is that 5, 8, 12, 20 handicapper telling me is their problem? And, and what are their challenges with wedge play? And, and Jeff, I'm sure you've heard this and see this as an instructor. People are frustrated because their distance control isn't consistent and, and they don't get as much spin as they want. Their ball flight is too high. And what I've discovered and been preaching about essentially for almost 30 years is the reason that golfers have those three problems is because it's built into the wedges we play. It's, and the laws of golf club physics can't be denied just because it's a wedge and not a five iron or a driver. <laughs> but it's about smash factor. It's about gear effect. It's about mass distribution on the golf club. You know, wedges have not kept up with the modern game the way every other piece of equipment has. We don't talk about forgiveness in wedges, but that's what drives 460 cc drivers. That's what drives perimeter weighted irons. That's what drives big mallet putters. We recreational players, our best shots are great. It's just they're not often enough. <laughs> Amen. Business is to help you develop a swing to make them more often. My business is develop a golf club that lets you get away with those swings that aren't quite perfect. And that's what I've been focused on for 30 years in the wedge category. Well, that's one of the things that most of us recreational golfers have been searching for is is something that can, you know, some technology that can overcome our lack of ability. Exactly. And that's why drivers have gotten so big, as I mentioned, and Mm -hmm. and perimeter weighted irons. I mean, if if you hit it right in the dead center every time and play blades and play persimmon for Pete's sake, you know, (laughs) but nobody does that. And, and, And the problems that plague recreational players play tour professionals as well, but not as frequently because they are so skilled. I mean, and Jeff, you know, you can talk about the the extraordinary level of skills of tour professionals and making precise contact, but even those guys, you know, they, they errant shot just like the rest of us. It's just not quite as frequent. Sure they do. You know, and that's the thing. And they pay a higher price for theirs, their mistakes though, um, with the money they're playing for and whatnot, but they don't make them very often. That's why they practice so much. And, you know, the average guy doesn't have that kind of time. He doesn't have the time to commit to his wedge game like a tour player does or any other part of his game. So that's why the manufacturers are successful when they build something that the average player can succeed with without paying a high price. Well, exactly. If you remember when Big Bertha, the driver, first hit the hit the scene, <laughs> yeah, sure everybody do. laughed at it. It was the goofiest looking thing you'd ever seen <laughs> until you hit it. The same with the ping answer. That was goofy looking as hell until you put it with it and found mm-hmm. that it rolled the ball better than a bullseye or an 8802, and it was more consistent when you didn't hit it quite solid. And, you know, the great breakthroughs of our industry have been those things that let you get away with things. You know, the tight lies fairway would, the hybrid, you know, change the long end of our set entirely. And here we are. I published, John, I published a picture last week of two wedges that Ben Hogan made for Jack Fleck and delivered to him in person at the 1955 U.S. Open, which Fleck beat Hogan uh, in (laughs) brand new Hogan irons and Hogan wedges. And they remarkably look like what's on the market today. And I've been pointing this out to people for years. 
there's nothing in your bag with 50-year-old technology, but your wedges are nearly identical to what we've played all along. And yet the agronomy around the greens has changed. They're much more diabolical. The way we play wedges as a full swing golf club, which it never was in the Hogan Nelson demerit days, wedges weren't a full swing golf club. You know, the pitching wedge was, it was a 51 or 52 degree golf club that looked like your eight iron, nine iron. The wedge itself is a challenge. You know, first of all, you have 50, 55, 60 degrees aloft. So you're going to hit a glancing blow compared to say a seven iron, which is a more direct face on blow. Your driver's direct face blow that, that introduces an element of, of challenge because you have this glancing blow you're trying to manage, but you aggravate that by putting all the weight in the bottom of the golf club to support this wide sole that wedges have the laws of golf club physics. We talk about gear effect and smash factor, you know, that wedge by design wants to launch the ball high with no spin, just like your modern driver that's got a carbon fiber crown and all the weight in the bottom, that was to encourage high ball flight and low spin. Where is the weight on your wedge? It's just like that driver. It's all in the bottom. And then you aggravate that gear effect of high launch, low spin. You aggravate that with the fact it's also got 50 or 55, 60 degrees aloft on it. And golfers, 80% tell me they can't, they can't control the ball flight of their wedges and therefore they can't control distance. Why, do, why is that acceptable? I mean, Jeff, I, and I'll throw this out to you. It's like even the tour player, you know, we see it every week. He's got a shot in the rough, catches it high on the club face. Every listener you have knows when you catch it high yep. on the club face, it's not going anywhere, right, Jeff? <laughs> That's right. That's right, because there's not a lot of weight at the top of the, of the blade of those things. Most of them are so thin at the top and so fat at the bottom that, you know, they, they shoot straight up in the air and they go nowhere, even though the loft is the same from top to bottom. You got the CG so low that all it does is throw it in the air and it hits, goes nowhere forward. So my simple singular question has driven me for 30 years is why is that acceptable? I've creeped up on this. Um, you know, a lot of wedges have started, manufacturers have started putting a little more mass high in the golf club head. I started doing that in, in 1995 with wedges I designed with Reed Lockhart. It's my first golf company. I, I thickened the top half even more as I developed the Eidolon wedges. I created progressive weighting in 2010 to push that even higher in the score wedges. I continued that pathway with the Ben Hogan TK wedges when I took that company on. And I finally, with this company, Idlon, I said, I'm going to quit creeping up on this. I'm going to pack so much wedge, so much weight high in the club head until I make it dysfunctional. And we pushed it all the way to where it was not functional and then came back toward the design we have, which looks nothing like anybody else's wedge. If you dissected the wedge at about the fourth or fifth groove, which is kind of the, the center of impact for, for a good shot, we've got about three times more weight above that groove than anybody else in golf. I use the term smash factor because we talk about that with drivers and irons. Nobody talks about that in wedges. But when you move impact three quarters of an inch up the face of that wedge, your smash factor, which is the transfer of energy, reduces in a conventional tour design wedge by 20 or 25 percent. And we mitigated that down to a about a 7% smash factor difference. Mm. So instead of being 50 or 60 feet short with that 90 yard wedge shot that you hit high in the face, <laughs> we're going to be 20 or 25 feet short. I mean, it's not the front bunker or the Creek. It's, it's a 20 or 25 foot uphill birdie putt. It, and it's not our perfect shots. We're after, I mean, on perfect shots, our wedge works like everybody else's. It's the non-perfect shot that I would chase. And how do I make that better? And and we've done that with this golf club. It's remarkable the the difference in it 
And as a, as a result of that, we also greatly enhance the gear effect. So on a static robot tested golf shop, our center hit spin is 35 to 45% higher than tour wedges, but our average miss hit spin is 65 to 70% higher because we only see a 10 or 12% spin fall off on that high shot or that toe shot, whereas other companies will see a 60 or 70% spin fall off. The whole idea is if you're 105 yards or 92 yards or whatever your number is and you pull a 53-degree wedge or a 58-degree wedge and you think it's going to go that far, our goal is let's make it go that far. And if you hit it a little <laughs> high, a little on the toe, let's still get your 105. Goal. <laughs> yeah. Let's what make a concept, it, right? Yeah, let's make it work. So the whole idea was consistency and distance because even for tour players, you know, I was doing – I dissect tour statistics a lot, Jeff, and and uh, and look at – so you see from 75 or say 100 to 125 yards, you know, the best tour players are averaging 16 or 18 feet from the hole. They're hitting it to two feet and one inch and three feet quite often we see it on TV, that means they're also hitting some 35 or 40 feet from the hole from a hundred yards. These guys don't throw darts every time. Mm. So it doesn't matter what your skill level is. You still can only be as good as the golf club. Right. And none of them play persimmon drivers because they can be longer with the modern driver technology. Right. right. The, the better iron players still tend to play something of a muscle back blade. And, and here's a, a little tidbit for you from robotic testing. We tested pure classic muscle back blades, which less than 2% of golfers say they're good enough to play a muscle back blade. But if you take a muscle back blade pitching wedge and you take a, a tour design wedge of the same loft, which, you know, the wedge companies do bring their loft down into 46, 48 degrees, the muscle back pitching wedge is extraordinarily more forgiving than that tour design wedge. Mm. So you've got 98% of golfers say they're not good enough to play a tour iron, but they think they're good enough to play a a tour wedge. wedge. And the fact is they're not, it, it, this golf club wasn't designed to be forgiving. And so, you know, you can like the look of it all you want, but you know, you can like the look of your Corvette, but if you're going to the ranch, don't take it, take your truck. Right. <laughs> but you know, everybody's carrying tour design wedges and then they wonder why their wedge game is terrible. And we did a, a survey and we asked people, what was the driving force behind your last wedge purchase? And less than one in five said to improve my short game. The grooves are worn out. They just wanted to try a different brand. You know, they wanted to change the lofts. They're conditioned because wedge purchase after wedge purchase after wedge purchase has not delivered game improvement to them. So basically, they've given up hope. And people are buying in the U.S. a million, million one wedges a year. They carry three, but they're buying two and a half million drivers and they only carry one. So <laughs> people have given up. And, and this is, I mean, if you think of it by replacement numbers, mm -hmm. drivers are two and a half million. Wedges should be five to seven million a year if you were chasing technology. But, you know, I've, I've heard so many people, and Jeff, you might have heard this in your teaching, and say, oh, I'm just a bad wedge player. And well, I hear so, that all the time. I just suck. And I said, well, okay, strip the graphics. You played the same golf club for 25 years and different brand names on it. The, the basic rule of, of golf club design and engineering is you can't change the performance if you don't change the golf club. I can't, you know, make the golf club a different color and change performance. I got to change the weight distribution. That's what make golf clubs mm -hmm. tick. You have to dramatically change and moving five or six or eight grams around on a 300 gram wedge head is not changing performance. You got to move a hundred grams. You got to really move a lot of mass in order to 
really change performance. So we use this tagline of bold ideas and better golf shots. And we were bold enough to say, Wedges have been wrong for 50 years. It's time to change the way they look. You know, and the thing that you guys do, and I'm sure somebody knows as much about marketing as you know about wedge design, Terry, but the whole idea of making a set of three and then buying it back or, or buying something to replace it with if you don't like it. If, if they do react as well as or as differently to the average golfer as the design says they should, then people are going to realize that they've been playing the wrong clubs forever. I'm a big believer that you can't buy wedges off of a hitting mat. You can't buy wedges even off of a driving range. The only way to evaluate wedges is to take them to your golf course, hit the shots that you face every round. Mm -hmm. You know, that little short side pitch on number three, that, you know, that wedge approach on number five, that, you know, full swing gap wedge here. And that, you know, and you can watch launch angles and how the ball reacts on the green and how it, you feel how it comes off the golf club, how it interacts with the turf. And so I believe if, I, if I'm going to ask you to, to give wedges two or three or four rounds, then I need to provide you the wedges that you should be buying with the right lofts, the right shaft, the right length and lie specs. And so, yeah, we have a pretty bold claim that, that you know, put them in your bag and play three or four or five rounds with them. Terry Kaler with Edison Wedges. How about some shameless self-promotion, Terry? How do people find the deal that we just started to talk about for the Edison Wedges? And We got a lot of information on our website. We're just getting started. Indeed That's edisonwedges.com. Fantastic. Terry Kaler, man, we could we could talk forever. And, and I see Jeff's been nodding his head back and forth. He understands all that center of gravity and smash factor stuff. That's the way it is. That's what makes balls move. We just want to know that it works better for us. Get that hinge and thump working, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Terry Kaler, man, love talking to you. Hopefully we can talk some more because it's been so informative and enjoyable. And thanks for oh, spending some time it. with us here on those weekend golf guys. In the age of COVID-19 restrictions, it is harder than ever for a guy in business to make a good first impression. Business cards are great, but you can't shove one through a phone. What do you do? Well, you need a digital business card. That's what you need to do, and I've got one. <laughs> Check mine out. Go to thebusinessgolfcourse.com. See what our Go cards are like. They are absolutely phenomenal way to do business in this day and age. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Go there now. TheBusinessGolfCourse.com Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lake Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, few minutes together yet. We are This weekend Golf Guys. I am John Ashton, Jeff Smith from the Golf Cave, Edinburgh, Indiana's Timbergate Golf Course, and the number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana. You want to take advantage of that? We've got uh, we've got some some deals we need to talk to you about. We have we have a new sponsor called My Golf Cart. Now you know we have mentioned before in this day and age of social distancing, you really don't have a whole lot of occasion anymore to be able to hand someone a business card. And even when you do, what is it? Two inches by three inches, and it's got your name, your phone number, and that's about it. Maybe a pithy little saying that people may or may not remember. But if you have a digital 
business card. You don't have to be face to face with anybody and they can know exactly what you're about. You can put videos on there. You can put personal appeals. You can do whatever you want to do on this thing. I want you to check it out because I, I can't do justice to it verbally. It's called my go card and you can see ours. I mean, we liked it so much. We got one. So my go card is the name of the product. You can see ours at thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Now, should you want to do business with my go card, this gets back to what we said about the number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana. He ain't cheap, but he would be more than willing to give you three free golf lessons. He'll send you three free videos, a $300 value. All you have to do is say, hey, I love that whole my go-kart thing. I signed up, make me a better golfer so we can do this business golf thing and my business will flourish, my golf game will flourish, and everybody will be happy. All right. I want to thank our guests today, Terry Kaler. From Edison Wedges. I love that line he had about, I got away with one. That's just, I mean, that's the thought. You mishit something, and it still works. That is so good. You go, I don't have to be perfect to play this game well. I want to thank him. Pete Charleston from Golf Logics. And I got to tell you, man, once, even on your, on your home course, like he said, if you get there and you suddenly realize what that slope is and to what degree it is, which is what you can see in these books, then reading the green becomes so much more simple. Actually, you don't have to worry about reading it. All you have to worry about is your distance control, and that is it. And your distances. You want to talk distance. You want to make sure you know exactly what your distances are. Put your ego aside. Get yourself a shot scope. I want to thank Gavin Deere from Shot Scope to explain the V3 and how it will mess with your ego. <laughs> but check them out. Just some of the great equipment we've run across in the past couple of weeks we wanted to pass along to you. Follow us, why don't you, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Anytime you want to catch up on anything, that's where we do all of our stuff. Uh, Facebook.com slash golf guys. Okay, I lied. We do some of our stuff there too. So whether you want to go get yourself some new wedges or a green book or maybe even a GPS watch or maybe you just want to go back to the garage and pull the clubs out that you used three years ago, just get back out to the golf course and play some golf. And for this week's bonus content, we go back in time one year. To this weekend, the 16th of August in 2019, when we were talking about the evils of slow play. And it's us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith. And uh, we've already impressed you with the fact that he's he's down at uh, PGA headquarters. Um, a command performance, by the way. They said, yo, Jeff, hey, we need you here, buddy. And uh, he flew yeah. on down because when the PGA says, come see us, then you've got one of those cards and that PGA thing after your name, you kind of go. I guess you have to. You know. It's it's one of those things. It's like getting called in the principal's office. <laughs> Contractually obligated, and there you go. <laughs> All That's right, it. Man. All right. Okay, so uh, slow. Slow play. There's there's this one guy. You know, someone once said, hey, it's golf. It's not rocket science. And this Bryson DeChambeau guy says, yeah, you think so? Hold my beer. And has proceeded to make it uh, very much more scientific than anybody ever ever has uh, since or, or before or probably since. But he's slow. And even even his excuses are slow. And he says, "Pretty long winded." But I walk fast between shots. Okay, and then right, and then we've had a problem a couple of weeks before this with with our buddy J B Holmes. Yeah, was playing right. very. He was, he was having the worst day of his life. Probably, I don't yeah, think he had had I, a. You know, man, what a what a horrific day for this guy. Right, yeah. he's playing what is ostensibly his worst public round of golf. Mm-hmm. I mean that's very public. Oh yeah, that's right. You're yeah. you're the final group, you know. Yeah. Of, 
of the Open Championship. And in everybody in the world is watching. And all of a sudden, you have a hiccup in your in your golf professional career mm-hmm. on that day. And at the same time, you're playing, and there's a guy playing there with you that is notably a fast player <laughs> and yeah. likes to point out the fact that he can't stand slow players. Exactly. And J.B. Holmes is notorious for playing slowly. But I love J.B.'s attitude, man. Uh, you can, I love it. Because they were talking to him after the round. And, of course, he was very embarrassed, you could tell. He was not very happy, you could tell. And then they brought this thing up about how, um, what's his face, whose name escapes Brooks me? Brooks Kepka. Brooks yeah. Kepka was yeah. complaining about his pace of play. And he said, yeah, well, I may have been a little slow, but Brooks plays like he's got ice cream melting in the car. <laughs> yeah, which is truly one of the best lines I think I've heard in professional golf for a long time. Indeed. What a great reaction to that, right? Plays a... like he's got ice cream melting in the car. <laughs> you can just see it now, can't you? Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. <laughs> we got to get through this thing here. <laughs> I didn't even leave the thing on running with the air conditioner on. Come on. Oh, man. So that's, I mean, that's messed up, especially when you've got all of that money riding on every shot. And it is truly the most important shot is the next one. You, you can't afford to lose your concentration. You can't afford to be afraid of the guy next to you mumbling under his breath. You, you really. I wonder if it was really mumbling under his breath. Uh, no, I don't. No, he wasn't mumbling under his breath. I'm sure he was. He was vocalizing his displeasure. Yes, indeed. I get the, I get the distinct sense that Brooks Kepra, Kepka does not really care to mumble under his breath. Yeah, I think he just doesn't care yeah. if it comes out at a particular audible volume. Yeah, not not right? one to uh, to couch his phrases. No. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. I don't think. I don't think. That, yeah, I don't think he cares. No, I don't think he really does. But the the fact of the matter remains that whether you play fast or whether you play slow, whether you've got a lot riding on it or not much riding on it, whether you want to take two minutes to line up an eight-foot putt and then miss it anyhow or or not, the fact of the matter is that playing slow is the probably the number one complaint most of us have about playing golf is you get behind these guys who, A, don't know what they're doing, B, don't care that they're playing slow. They figured they paid their money. They're going to take their time. Yeah. Um, C, take way too much time looking for a $2 golf ball. Or, Or D, don't understand the rhythm of the game. You know, the the guys who are riding in the carts in front of you and you watch the cart as it pulls up to one guy's ball and he gets out and he does his his distance shooting and then he picks his club very meticulously and then takes 17 practice swings and then hits the ball and then with disgust throws the club back in the bag in the back of the cart and then the cart moves off to the other guy's ball 10 yards right and 5 yards forward. Yeah, that makes me nuts when the guy who's sitting in the cart just doesn't drop off his buddy, drive over to his own ball, get his own clubs out and prepare to play. And then the guy who's originally hitting the shot after, you know, cold popping it, you know, the 10 yards doesn't just waddle up to his ball up there again. He has to run back to the cart 
or wait for the guy to hit his other shot and then drive back to get him and drive that 10 yards up to his ball and hit the same club again. Yeah, yeah. Come on, you can't hit that club anyhow. Just move up, try it again. Move it forward a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you'd think that there were ways that you could communicate to people without hitting into them. That's, that's, I mean, that is a way of communicating the fact that they're playing rather slowly, but not very polite. Yeah, I think that there's people out there trying some form of sign language. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure how visible it really is. You're too far away to to discern how many fingers I'm holding up. (laughs) Right. So I think there's a point where they just extend their arm up in your direction to help you see what it is that they really mean. Exactly. I think that's their way of communicating. (laughs) Oh man, but but that is just one scenario. You've got you've got the the, the people who are really really slow, um, but then you've got you you've got somewhere along the line of eighteen holes, you can you can be playing slowly, but you can see that there's no place for the people in front of you to go. There are people behind you pushing you, who may or may not discern that you have people in front of you that are holding you up, who are being held up by the people in front of them. Somewhere down the line, there has got to be perpetrators. It's, it's the same thing with traffic on the highway, man. It's like sometimes you come to a dead stop yeah. and you have no idea why. Yeah. And then somebody suddenly, decided to pass somebody else yeah. or somebody decided to slow down and rubberneck for somebody on the side of the road or something, something like, yeah. oh, I don't know, maybe just somebody changed lanes. Yeah, it's, 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 and sometimes it can just free up for no apparent reason. You go, okay, it's just taking me a minute and a half to go 15 feet. Why? And it's the same yeah. on the golf course. <laughs> I still remember when the intrepid producer Mark and I were playing, and there were a couple of people in front of us who had been holding us up on every hole for like the last six holes on the back nine. And we got to number 18 T, and they were only about 100 yards in front of us off the tee. And Mark said, these guys have been, I'm, I'm going to go down there and say something to them. And, and I looked at the kids, and they were kids. They were teenagers, maybe young teenagers, like maybe 13, 14. You know, they were playing in dilapidated sneakers. They were carrying their bags. They had like 66 clubs in each bag, you know, that kind, kind of guy? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I said, Mark, come on, man. They're they're learning the game, obviously. They're young kids. We should encourage them. And he said, John, you're right, once again, as he jumped in the car. And I said, where are you going? And he said, I'm going to go down and encourage them to play faster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I find one flaw in that story. What's that? That he decided that he'd say, Mark or John, you're right. <laughs> yeah, okay. I embellished just a little bit. <laughs> okay. And unless you had said something, no one else would have known. Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, we just don't want intrepid producer Mark to get a bad reputation. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> because everyone who knows him yeah. knows that that would be a false Yeah, those words statement. would never escape his lips. I understand right. completely. Yeah. However, why did people play slow? Why does it get slow? Who can fix it? And how can they fix it? We are going to solve that problem for once and for all. Hopefully people will pay attention to us. (laughs) 
<laughs> Figure the chances of that, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. That'll be a first. <laughs> On second thought. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we should do for the rest of the hour? Okay, no. We're sure, sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Slow play and how to fix it. We'll take care of that when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys, man. Don't you move. Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy. Just go to Twitter.com. We are at WKND Golf Guys. <laughs> 